Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about Redskins news from the last three weeks and a few days, including all the coaches that we signed, along with a few free agents today. And we talk about the Super Bowl, or sorry, the NFL Championship game. This is much more live with Aaron Josh and John. Yo, yo, what's up, yo? <laughs> Would you have to squeeze it in there? Yo, 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 what's happening? I'm a little out of practice because it's been like. 25 like days since our last <laughs> Much more used to pinching it out. I know, dude. We had a nice hiatus. We got to watch the uh, whatever that game was that everybody watches. The NFL pro championship. Football championship. The pro football and <clears throat> the pro football championship game. That one where Katie Holmes sang in the middle of the halftime show. Although Kenny Ken in Canada would argue that it's not really the pro football championship game because Canada is not included in that. What did you guys think about Katie Holmes flying around in that halftime show? Aaron, tell us. Actually, Aaron especially, I think, should tell us about Katie Holmes running out there. What did you think of that? Um, I thought that those projections were really sweet. What did you think of the big tiger? I thought that thing was pretty cool, too. What did you think, about the, cool. what'd you think about the star that she rode around on? When she was riding around on that star, was it like, did they like take the little floating camera off the wire and put that star thing on? It, it was like on? one of those, the boy you know. <laughs> you know it was like, who came up with that thing? Dude, Aaron, I wondered the dude. same thing, and I thought, she can't weigh that much. She probably, that camera has got to be rated for like 10 times the amount of the weight of the camera on those cables. Yeah, and dude. I, and I thought, I wonder if they just modified the camera mount so they could hook up that little cage and hang and hang Katy Perry on it. Because they already had that system installed anyway, so they just hung her. I thought her name was Katie Holmes. No, Katie Holmes is the... Uh, Isn't it Katy Perry? No, that's from... Katie, my lady. That's the Waltons, dude. No, dude. No. No, 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 that was down in uh, 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 Wilmington with the chick. The chick sang the theme song for their show. Oh, oh uh, Dawson's, Dawson's Creek. She had hairy wait, armpits. Katie Holmes was wait. Katie Holmes had hairy armpits on Dawson's Creek. No, 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 no. That was what's her face that sang the song. Do, 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 do. What? Oh, Who are you talking about? Dar Williams. <laughs> Seriously, who are you talking about? It was the chick that sang the the, Sarah the theme song? Gavin. Gav- Gavin DeGraw? Was it Gavin DeGraw? It was Was Sarah McLaughlin. It was some chick that had hairy armpits and looked like... On Dawson's Creek. On Dawson's Crack. They would not have let let a chick on Dawson's Creek have hairy armpits. She's the one that sang that. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Aaron and I went down there. We saw her. Was it? We actually went down and we had to, like, stop walking on a block because they were filming some scene from Dawson's Crack. (laughs) <laughs> and then some dude drove by in a car and recognized Aaron. Really? Do you remember that? <laughs> was it Dawson? There was some dude you knew from the colony. He was like, Aaron! It was, was doo wasn't it? It was might it have been doo <laughs> I think it was doo 
<laughs> we were like, we can't walk this way because you're filming on like one of the six blocks in this town. It was doo doo. It was and then, doo-doo, Yeah, that the dude drove by and there's suddenly someone like hung out the car window. It was like, Aaron! It was, you know what no, the no, random no, no, thing is about doo doo? Is now he lives in Louisville and I see him around here every once I think he, I think he's, dude, he's stalking you. <laughs> None of these people know duty, but let's tell a quick duty story because it is the off season. Even though we have a lot to talk. No, about. no, it wasn't duty. It was John Highsmith. I told you. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, go yeah. ahead. Anyway, anyway, duty. Enough about that. Dude is this guy. We will not reveal his real name, but he worked for Aaron and I at one point in time. <laughs> and, and and basically, and he took um, the two train. We we used to get yeah. <laughs> He always he always took the two train. This is when we lived in New York, so we had this little song, and it was like, <laughs> it was like, Doo Doo took the two train, D D T T T, and that was what train did Doo Doo take? Doo Doo took the two train, D D T T T T. Oh man! Hey, we've got two people actually listening on Mixler. So anyway, they're like, is this wait? Is this about Dawson's Creek or is this? No, no, this is about the Redskins. We will get back to the Redskins because the Redskins here the correlation the Redskins used to the team for the Deep South, including North Carolina. But we were the best, and so we know that Dawson's Crack rooted for the Redskins back in the day. Right. I just got to say that we were the best bosses. So when we had Doodoo, we would always give him like a challenge. We'd be like, Doodoo, here's your challenge, and he'd be like, okay, and he would be like, all right, guys, what is it? And like one one week it was all right. There's a White Castle three blocks down the street. <laughs> we're gonna go to White Castle. We're gonna buy a sack of twenty sliders. And no, it was whatever was in the Crave case. I think it was 30, 30, 30 sliders. Thirty sliders. Thirty sliders. And and basically we made a deal with Dudu. We said, look, if you eat all thirty of them, we will pay for the sliders. No, dude, will... that's not how it went. Down. How did it go? Did First it go? of all, during the whole morning, we like kept. Uh, upping the deal, you know, like negotiating with him. And we said he had to eat all of them in something like an hour and 13 minutes or something. <laughs> and he could not use the restroom. And he so, could not throw up. And he could not throw up. Or the deal was off. Or he had to pay for him or something. We, no, I, here's the deal, dude. He wanted a new video game and he didn't have money. And the deal was that we would buy him the game if he could eat all the sliders. But if he couldn't, then he had to pay for the sliders. So not only did he not eat them all, he threw up and he had to pay for them. That's the end of the story. <laughs> That's the end of the story. Are you sure that was when he threw up? Because I, I distinctly remember we went to that Mexican restaurant down near NYU. Uh, that wasn't him, dude. That was Cheryl. No, he no, threw no, up. Both of them were we, with us. We had to go get him out of the bathroom because he was gone for like a half hour and I went in remember, the bathroom. I went and got him out of the bathroom and then like came out and there was puke on the stairs coming from the second floor to the first floor from Cheryl. Yeah, we basically – and we had to slip and there was out a, like there was this like yeah, and Yeah, there was this Mexican dude like already mopping it up and I, I didn't even see who did it, but I knew it was, it was Cheryl. And I was just like, oh, dude, and I gave him a 20. I felt so bad. I was just he like didn't feel so, as bad as Cheryl but, felt. But, all right, then, you know yeah, what? But we all got like back on the Staten Island ferry, and like he was hanging out with his head in a trash can the entire way back. Yes. Dude, we're losing listeners left and right over here on Mixler. All we've got all, left all is too. Redskins fan XXX. What hey, is Red, up in the chat? Red, Redskins fan <laughs> XXX. What's happening? All right, we're gonna stop telling these stories from days of old and talking about doo doo. Oh yeah, we, yeah. And I'm and, not even going to talk about how he got that nickname. Because <laughs> he takes the two train. All right, moving on. So 
Oh yeah, what's what's on the itinerary? I mean, first I guess off, we, don't... we need to thank our benevolent sponsor, right? Oh yeah, a big shout out to our benevolent sponsor, Desmond Seeley. That's uh, as in Desmond Seeley two on Twitter because Desmond Seeley one was already taken. We're hacked. We're not sure. We're yeah. Anyway, um, let's talk a little bit about the NFL championship game here. There was the whole Deflate Gate and cheating and um and what did you expect with the patriots being in it again (laughs) and then there was the game which was actually pretty good until the end where uh pride um what's the saying what who did you guys want to win that game no one i wanted (sighs) to tie nobody no but if you had to pick a winner who would it have been who did you pull for i pulled for the patriots Aaron because did too, yeah. you know why? Because the Seattle Seahawks were so full of themselves mm-hmm. and so boastful, it reminded me of the Cowboys. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And, and that's Patriots why that play at the kinda, end came back yeah. and bit them from their pride, thinking they could yep. do anything. Like, hey, uh, that, hey, that was throw. a bad call. That was a bad coaching decision on that. Yeah, because that, that guy's so full of himself, dude. That shot of Richard Sherman on the sideline where he was like, yeah, and then he suddenly in one second went from – yeah, we're about to win. Oh, I'm about to cry. Oh, yeah, and earlier in the game when he was, Classic. like, calling out that guy on the other team. Yeah. Yeah. Remember? We, we and, I mean, we that. had a party at here at Harry Hog Studio East. We had, we had like, 21, 22 people here. Thank, no Seahawks fans, no Cowboys fans, <laughs> obviously. No Seahawks <laughs> fans, but two big Patriots fans. And, and, and the room was pretty – Pretty much all like, uh, hey, let's go Patriots. I wasn't saying that. I well, I wasn't saying that, but I would rather, you know, it was kind of like a, you know, the last play happened there. Well, not the last play, but the interception happened there, and I was like, wow. Well, dude, it wasn't like yay or boo, but it was like, wow. Yeah, it was like even if you're gonna throw it there, why would you throw it in all that congestion? Instead I don't of like know. a fade or something. I just so. I'm just so tired of the Patriots. I'm tired of them being in six Super Bowls in the last dozen years or whatever it is. And I just, I'm just tired of them. It's like every other year, it's the Patriots. I could not make myself pull for the Patriots. Everyone knows why even, I hate the Seahawks. Even yeah. though the Seahawks damaged RG3. And have knocked us out of the playoffs three times in a row. And we were winning that game. And ever since that game, they thought they were so bad. But we were destroying them. Our, they were too full of themselves. They had no humility. Mm-hmm. They had no humility, and that's I think that that's definitely why I was against them winning. But I, I again, I want to say it's not like I was rooting for this for the Patriots to win. I just would prefer to see Seattle lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like apparently Seattle fans were like brooding over this for days, of course, and then someone put put it in perspective for them. I forget who it was, and they were like. I wish my team were in the position to lose a Super Bowl. I think I think one person I read about it was like, I wish the Seattle Supersonics were still in Seattle. Yeah, it was something like you that. You know, it was like a basketball fan. It was one person I saw was just like, I wish my team was still here. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Hey, hey, they won one, and they lost one. Good on them. Hopefully it knocked them down a peg, and they'll be a little more uh, humble next time around. A little bit of humble, humble pie. Mm-hmm. 
That's what happens when you try to like. Dude, you had Marshawn Lynch. Dude, Dan Snyder knows all about humble pie. Hey, let's sign Bruce Smith. Let's sign Deion Sanders. Let's sign Dave Fiore. Who the hell is Dave Fiore? Let's sign all these guys and you know oh, humble is. pie. Dude, exactly. Remember? Yeah. Anyway, humble pie. Humble pie. We know all about it here in Washington. Anyway, uh, enough about that game because, uh, you know, Redskins are the champions of the offseason, as everybody knows. That's true. And, uh, by the way, it's not the Super Bowl. It's the Pro Football World Championship game because, as everyone knows, it ain't super unless the Redskins are in it. Uh, yeah, and that was 23 years ago. Yeah, unfortunately. By the way, one little uh, thing before we move on to whatever we're going to talk about next. Did you guys hear Jerry Rice yesterday uh, talking about how he thought Brady was a cheater and that uh, he was like, "Yeah, absolutely. They they should be totally punished because Jerry because you know Brady Tom Brady is a cheater. cheater. He was like Tom Brady is a cheater. He knows. He knew. He he said what he said actually what many many Hall of Famers that are alive still today have said over the last few weeks. They said like. Just about every one of them to a T that was interviewed said, Tom Brady is the one who authorized those footballs being deflated. And he had to know they were deflated, and he had to know the feel between the regular balls and, and the deflated yeah, he balls. Said the balls yeah. felt, he said the balls felt perfect. Are we going to talk <laughs> he did about say balls? The balls? He said the balls feel perfect. Absolutely. But Jerry Rice said that uh, – he should have known the balls didn't feel perfect. But in the same interview, Jerry Rice also admitted to using stickum so on his hands. He admitted he cheats too. He admitted that he cheated in his Hall of Fame career. So, but he was he was adamant. He wanted he thought that that Tom Brady should be looked at as a cheater, but not himself. Well, then he's a moron, dude. All right, moving on. Moving on. All let's right, talk enough about, about all those cheaters. Let's yep. talk about this, all the new coaches that we have picked up because we've certainly picked up new coaches in the past couple of weeks. It's the coaching carousel. In like Russ Grimm. And his son. Well, <laughs> quite frankly, I don't know why we kept all those bad coaches last year. Like Hazlitt, how did he even make it to the, t- to the squad last year? Good Lord. I don't know. Does he have a job yet this year? I was just about to ask that. I was I was just about to say, has he been hired by anybody? And yeah, good good point, Josh. But I my don't question think, is, dude. All right, so who's going to hire him? Who's worse than us? I'll tell you, um, who, dude. We are because we hired the dude that went defeated. As our we hired the dude that went defeated. defeated. Oh, and sixteen with the Lions a few years ago. That's right. Your new defensive coordinator in Washington, and his name is. Joe Barry. Joe Barry, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how much we care. Joe Barry. We hired the guy that basically had the losing seats. I mean, I I don't understand why we picked this guy. I know Grude was like, oh, he seems like he'll be great for us. And that was like one season. You can't judge him on it, and he's done really well, and blah, 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 blah. So, Josh, Josh, do you think that he, like, every year when when it – like, you know how the Dolphins did the 72 Dolphins, and they always pop the cork on the champagne after the last team loses. Do you think that, like, Joe Barry pops the cork on a bottle of, like, Mad Dog? They don't, those don't <laughs> have corks, the last dude. team There's a screw cap. wins a game in the league? 
He's just yeah. like, oh, man, Tennessee just won a game. Oh, man, I'm still the last coach to go defeated. Has there ever been another coach that has gone defeated? I don't know if there's been a coach that's gone 0-16. Maybe the Buccaneers back in the 70s. Or maybe the but Redskins. But that might have been 0-14. It might have been 0-14, though. Maybe the Redskins before we were born. I don't know, dude. Uh, there, yeah, there I, were a couple I just years don't know what to think about this Barry guy. I don't know what to think about it. I know what to think about him. Oh, and freaking 16. Can I go ahead yeah, and call but... something out on him? Sure. <laughs> are you going to say something like, are you going to say something? I thought you were going to say something like, he's one of those guys that looks like he would stink. <laughs> I don't know what he looks like. He's one of those guys that looks like he would stink. But like judging, by his, <laughs> judging by his record, he wouldn't have been at the top of my list to bring in as the defensive coordinator. Well, dude, you know why we had to go with someone like him? Because our top choice didn't want to come to us. <laughs> no one wants to come to the Redskins because we're the damn Browns. We're the damn and, and the Raiders. Titans. And the Raiders. And the Raiders and their sons. We're the Raiders of the East. <laughs> Ridiculous. So Dude, why would someone want to come here that was established? Hell no. I'd be like, hell no, click. Dude, I, w- I did hear something I'd rather, hilarious. I'd rather that. coach me like Asapika you know, Central High School or something like that rather than the Redskins if I was like an established coach in the football world. Yes, Good Lord, it- like like uh, uh, Chris Samuels is coaching a high school team now. Apparently he'd rather coach high school than deal with the Redskins too because he was like hanging out and being like an intern for a year. And he's like, I'm out of here. This sucks. Dude. Me and my, my you know, cutting board that I have behind my head. Dude, the Redskins pretty much are forced to get all these guys that are out to redeem themselves, like our general manager. <laughs> yep. And our alcoholic general this manager. Joe Barry guy to avenge being defeated. What about this Rob Achy Breaky Fart guy, defensive line coach? Oh, we've already moved on to that. Where's that dude from? I- uh... I was just going to talk about how when when Larry Michael interviewed Joe Barry, how he looked like he was about to cream his pants. Talking about Larry Larry Michael was like all like excited. Dude, Larry Michael is like if you look in the Webster's Dictionary for yes man, there's Larry Michael's face. Well, the Danny has to keep Larry Michael around after he got rid of uh, Larry. After no, after he got rid of uh, a Serato. Well, he has to have some kind of yes man around who sounds like. Here's the kind of here's Sounds the kind like of, a lawnmower starting up. Yes, exactly. I am the voice of the Washington Redskins. <laughs> By the way, he's like an executive vice president or something like that of the Redskins too. Whose baby what? did he save from a fire? Are you serious? Yes. What? That's how he got the whole that's like he got in with Snyder and that's how he forced out uh Frank hey, in the first place. Hey, this just in on Mixler. It's Redskins fan XX says that he ran into Haslett. When he stayed at a hotel in Florida. Was that back when he was like coaching the, uh, the Tuskers? Tuskers? Like physically ran into him? Did you physically run into him? Because did you run into his nose? Or did you run into his car? <laughs> yeah, did you, how how the insurance work out? Was nationwide on did your you, side? If you, when you ran into him, did someone pick up football and run the other way? <laughs> did he make a defensive football move when you ran into <laughs> football? <laughs> <laughs> was did he, he do a spin, he do a spin move on you? Was there a spin <laughs> move? Hey, um, oh, that's, man. Inter- that's interesting. But listen, this is so this is a quote 
from yeah. Joe, from Barry. What's his name? Joe Barry. Joe Barry. Uh, defeated. His name is Defeated. <laughs> defeated. Is, Until he wins the game, his name is Defeated. His name is Joe Defeated. Joe Deerte. His name is Joe Defeated. It's Deerte. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Defeated. Here, this is how this guy talks. Here's, right. here's what he said it's about Jake Defeated. <laughs> he said, he said, um, <clears throat> Defeat him. He, he, he said, he's a Gruden, man. He's got a great football mind. He's an absolute grinder. They work their ever-living brains out. Who says what does that? that mean? This is what is Joe this, Barry said about is Jake this Python? This is, what, this is what he said about Jake Gruden. I thought Python, that was what Larry guy that we said. know that used to be a stagehand and, like, roadie, and before that he was a stripper. Uh, this guy, he sounds like Python. He'd be like, oh, well, he's a grinder and stuff. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. Who said this? Joe Barry? Joe Joe defeated. So he wants to work with the Grudens. Here's what he said. He said on the, uh, on his new on his new defense. He said the big names, obviously the D Halls and the Ryan Kerrigans and the Jason Hatchers. We've got good players here. He said we really do, and that part of it's exciting. It's my job and the staff's job to get those other guys to play. Listen to this: get those other guys to play a little bit better than they've played in the past. How about Just a, a little, lot bit better? I hate Just this guy little. already. Just a little. <laughs> oh, oh man. Uh, anyway, enough about Joe Barry. So we uh, there was him. Who was the other guy? Rob a- Akey. <laughs> I don't. I don't know anything Perry, about Rob Akey. But Perry I'm, Fuel. Perry Fuel Perry, was the dude that he, they, he, he was interviewed in for head coach Buffalo. last year. He interviewed yeah, he, for head coach for us last year. Wasn't okay. he like the interim head coach in uh, Buffalo? I don't know. Was he? Aaron, you, I'm not you the most knowledgeable that you remembered his name mind. from somewhere. We couldn't figure it out. Yeah, yeah, dude, he was the um, interim head coach and and the defensive coordinator in, in Buffalo. And he auditioned for a job with the Redskins last year, and he didn't get it. But oh. he's here now in Ashburn. But he's the defensive Perfect. back coach underneath so Joe Barry. So, so last year, actually, 2010 through 10, 2014, defeated. he's been with the Giants as the defensive coordinator. Yeah, oh. yeah, I remember. Oh, little, uh, so he went from Buffalo up, yeah. 2006 to 2009. He was Buffalo, and he was the interim head coach in 2009. Then he went to the, the Giants. Their D back sucked. Okay, was he the D back so coach or was Giants, he the defensive coordinator for the and Giants? the Giants D backs sucked for the defensive last couple of years. He was the DC. So but, he's the Giants D backs sucked for years. The they D's. always focus on the front four there. All right, taking so, a demotion. Speaking of the front four, will JPP be following him to Washington? <laughs> this is the way rumors get started. Dude. Oh, but he was a Tar Heel from '85 to '86. All right, but you know who I'm most excited? Uh, first of all, let me comment on Perry Fuel by right. way of Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris was horrible, dude. I hate to say it. But, he also had horrible talent. But, yeah, I was thinking about horrible talent until I saw what Bakari Rambo did in his one game in, in Buffalo. And I was like, well, maybe our coaches couldn't get the play out of him. What the crap with that? And then I thought back to, although correct me if I'm wrong, he may not have been here when the same type thing happened with uh, number 22. What was his name? Carlos Rogers. No, the thing with Carlos Rogers is that no one was smart enough to be like, I think you need glasses, son. Like all major league, the movie style. 
Yeah, dude. And that then he went out and went to the, the Pro Bowl thing the with next Carlos year. Rogers. And the next year he went to San Francisco and got his freaking eyes checked. Who? What organization doesn't check the eyes of each ridiculous. player every year? Let's check your eyes now because we have to make sure you can see the ball. Especially when you're dropping <laughs> so many sure interceptions. It's just amazing to me that there, like something like that was forgotten. But then again, we're talking about the Redskins. Remember how much we joked him for not being able to catch? Yeah, and then he made the damn Pro Bowl. He had see. more interceptions his first year in San Francisco than he had his entire career in Washington. All right, let me tell you this. Bakari Rambo this year had more interceptions yeah, than any guys, other player on the Redskins in one game. Seriously, two. Two. All right. Two would have led the the team. Man, I am depressed. So this is why I'm not upset about Raheem Morris leaving. Yeah, or or basically the entire defensive staff went to Atlanta with this. Uh, I don't even remember the guy's name. What's his name Dick over Quinn. there? Dick Quinn. That Dick Quinn guy. And so I, I recognize a whole lot of names on that list. So we've got a whole lot of new defensive coaches um, in various positions. Um, but can I name a coach that I'm fantastic, excited about? Especially, which one? I'm excited about this Matt Cavanaugh dude because last year we didn't have a quarterbacks coach. Yeah, it was Barf. It was Barf trying to be a brand new head coach well, and no, deal with quarterbacks. No wonder yeah. we had so and many had quarterback problems. With, and yeah. Sean McVay, yeah. who's never played football. <laughs> they were t- teaming the quarterback coaching. At least now we've got a guy focused on our quarterback who's played quarterback. And, and Barf has played quarter, played quarterback, as we know. He's yeah, but a he, Hall of he Famer couldn't focus on it though. Indoor league, but exactly, Dude, he couldn't focus on that because a, he had to and, coach the entire team. And he's Matt Kavanaugh's a three-time Super Bowl champion. Not as a quarterback. He is. He, he was a backup as a player twice and as a coach once. Dang, he's got three rings. Mm-hmm. So this guy's been around. I read an article about him talking about how he's seen the highs and the lows and know what it's like to be a backup quarterback. And, you know, I think it'll be good to have around. I'm excited for that because we need something. We need to try to salvage what we got there at that position. What about uh, Russ He was a backup to Jeff Hostetler, dudes. Oh, I'm really excited about this. Chad Graham. Whoa, 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 whoa. He was a backup to Jeff Hostetler. When he was on the Raiders? When, when was Jeff Hostetler a starter? Exactly. Uh, Joe, Montana, <laughs> Joe Montana was the starter. Didn't Jeff I, Hostetler I, I, start for the Redskins? <laughs> he played he one did. or two games. Um, for the Redskins. He had one game where he sparked some big comeback. You say Jeff Hostetler, and what pops into my head is mustache. Yep. Like Dave Wanstead-style <laughs> mustache. Exactly. He had he dude that guy had a porn stash. Mm-hmm. Totally did. He totally. won his Super Bowl as a coach with the Ravens in two thousand. How about that? Well, we got a guy what? that's got three rings. That's more than anyone else on the team. I know, right? And he's coaching. And of course, we got Russ Grimm's son. Chad Grimm is the defensive quality control quality control defensive quality control mean? coach. What is that? What is that? He's See, controlling really the quality of the defense. We were talking about that they before we started recording. It's like, what? They have that. 
with pretty much every team, it's kind of like an intern. You kind of hang out and make sure things are okay. Like no, you kind of tie up the loose ends, which I think probably means like coffee and donuts. I thought the fans are quality control. I mean, think about it. If you're in a manufacturing plant, quality control looks at the thing when it's coming off the line. It's like, eh, no, that's not good enough to go. They're the ones that take like the bombs and like hit a hammer on the nose and say, yep, it's okay. So what does he, what does he do? Make sure right, they're taped up properly, has their pads on, right? Is he like, what's right? her face that owns the uh, the Indians in the in Major League that goes around and, like, knocks on everyone's here, cups here, here, to here. make sure they work? <laughs> here, I'll tell you what they what, do. I'll tell his, you what they what's do. What's his job description? <laughs> D- defensive quality control coach. A quality control coach is an entry-level position in the NFL. They're often called a defensive assistant. Um, Jockstrap But character. they do have some on-the-field duties. They often work with one or more position coaches to gain experience as they prepare to become position coaches themselves. So he's an intern, um, basically. Overall, he's an intern quali- because his playing career is over. With a fancy overall, name. a quality control coach's job is rooted in game preparation. They usually work at least one or two weeks uh, ahead in the regular season, getting ready for the oh, next wow. week's game or the next week's game. Yeah. So, so they get they're, filmed they're together instead. They prepare statistical analysis. Um, as well as initial video study of upcoming opponents, making sure which guys like you know yeah. they'll break down the tea, offense. Which guys like Earl Gray tea and which guys like Green tea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They'll break down the offense. They'll they'll include how many times they line up, special formations, how they use various personnel groupings. So it's they'll a fancy chart. name for an intern. They probably yeah. They'll chart down in distance situations, field positions, substitutions, <laughs> blah 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 blah. I thought the uh, Microsoft Surface did that for us now. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because anyway. you guys, I don't know if you guys watched the Pro Bowl, but there was a instant replay on that that the referees used a Surface, Microsoft Surface tablet, and totally got it wrong. <laughs> it was so ridiculously it's wrong. It's because the screen's like six inches big. I think they got it wrong on purpose because exactly for that reason. I think they were just like, this screen is so tiny, we can't see anything. I think they got it wrong on purpose to be like, this sucks. Do they have like a special hood that's for the surface? No, they just like held it in front of their face. They're like shielding it from the sun <laughs> in Arizona. <laughs> Um, I saw the was, first. Who ended up winning was, the Pro Bowl? I saw the first half. Team Irvin, I think they did. They were losing when I was. They, yeah, yeah, it was Team Irvin. He was all like pumped. They came back and won. They they scored with a couple minutes left, and then the NFC ish ish team. Who was that coach? They had like twelve Cowboys on Team Irvin. They Morris did. Every single Cowboy was on Team Irvin. And the other team tried to come back with Matt Stafford, and they just couldn't uh, couldn't make it happen. Alfred Morris had a few good runs in that game. Yeah, they didn't use him enough. I know. I good, then he wouldn't get hurt. That, that too. Good point. Anyway, yeah. enough about that. All right, one more coach. I'm really pumped about Rob Achey Breaky Fart, the defensive line coach. Because I think we need a lot of work on the on the uh, achy breaky defensive line. Number one, changing over to a four three. We're not number going two. To... <clears throat> Go ahead. We're I know. I said. Which is why I said we should probably ago, cut Jason Hatcher, dude. I said years he's a ago. Four three guy. I said years ago that we never should have switched over to the three four. You can go back on the podcast. You did. You did. Yes, you did. Remember, our defense was good and our offense was. How do they say back in the day? Anemic. Anemic. And then our offense, 
And then we decided, hey, well, let's fix what's not broken here. And let's it was Mike Shanahan. It was damn Mike Shanahan and stupid ass Shanna plan. Another example of why he sucked and never should have been brought in in the first place. He went and was like, oh, you have like a, a really good defense. Let's completely dismantle it and change it from a 4-3 to a 3-4. And let me go get my buddy Jeff like Burbeak Hazlitt to come in here and Perfect. coach it. And Jeff Hazlitt comes in. He's like, oh, but but Mike, I've never coached the 3-4 defense. I've always coached a 4-3 defense. And Mike Shanahan was like, tough. You have to make a 3-4 <laughs> defense out of a really tough. good 3-4 defense if you want a job. How ass – Asinine is that? Just another example of why I hated Shanahan so much. Oh, hey, John, while you're in a cut, while you're oh, wait, in a, while you're in a ranting mood, yeah, one of our many listeners on Mixler right now has mm-hmm. asked us. It actually happens to be Triple X Redskins fan XX. Right? Please don't ask me about the backup quarterback for for uh, Carolina Panthers, Derek Anderson, because we lost a listener <laughs> a couple years ago. I feel bad about that. Yeah, because John yelled about that was how dumb. bad Derek Anderson. No, because John, no, what happened was they said, do you think we should trade for Derek Anderson? And you just like went on some tirade about how much I went on a long Derek. rant about how absolutely awful Derek Anderson was. And and I think I think I heard his feeling. I feel bad about I that, but I, I stand Anderson. by everything I said about him. Well, anyway, quadruple X may have been Derek Anderson. Just, just. <laughs> this might be Derek Anderson on Mixler. <laughs> Quadruple X yeah, trying to find my address. Is asking why are all you, the why are all of them have X's? Two X quadruple X. John, do you guys think that Garcon should be traded this offseason? No, I think Garcon is is the perfect um Storm. He is a great possession receiver. His wide shoulders and broad body and his body movement, he is great at shielding people away. From being able to get the ball, like he is, he's a great possession third down kind of guy who can go out there and if they, you know, you need eight yards, give him a route. Part of the problem is give him a route that goes nine yards, not six, exactly. and make him run. Give him a route that goes nine yards where he turns around and blocks out the defensive back or the safety, and he catches the ball. He's a big, broad Charles Barkley body kind of guy. I so, love no. Garcon. I don't think we should trade him. I forget Which how much. I don't think we specimen. should trade him at all. I think he's a big cap hit, but you know what? I think if we need to get rid of someone, it needs to be Mr. Roberts. Andre? Yeah. 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 Mr. Roberts think... needs to go and Ponyboy. Time for him to I don't go. Think, I don't think we would be uh, crushed by Andre Roberts going. I, think we've, I we wouldn't can... be crushed if Ponyboy was gone either. We need to, I think we need to keep Garcon. Yeah, I absolutely think we need to keep Garcon. I think he is uh I think he's still two years ago he had that great season. Last year was a bit of a drop off, but we had the whole you know the triumvirate of quarterbacks. So uh, it's so where drop. You want to know where we can we cut should, some people though. Absolutely. I think I we would can cut rather keep him and cut Chester. Chester's gone, dude. It? There's like, no way Jason Hatcher or something ridiculous there. No, it's more Whoa, than wait, that. Josh, what? What? Aaron said he would cut Jason Hatcher. Yes. Oh, I, I thought you said you would cut him. 
No. Josh loves him because he was a former. Josh Cowboy. loves Jason Hatcher. I, no, I, 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 he's not like one of my favorites. If we don't go back to a 4-3, cut him. It was stupid to sign him in the first place. He's not one of my favorites, but I think he is a good player, and I can see his value. I think he's a good I think he's a good player as well. You know who else needs to be cut? Three. Barry Cofield. Yeah. Stephen Bowen. Stephen Bowen. I just want to cut all these guys because they used to be Cowboys. No, I want to cut them because they're old and they're they're injured more than they play, and they get paid a lot, and we need, could use that money. We really need that money players. after the uh, NFL stole all that salary cap money from us from those two years. We're still hurting from this. I don't think we should cut D-Hall. I don't either. I don't think I we agree. will cut D-Hall. I think if he gets healthy again and can him and Breland might be show able to. that he plays, I yeah. think he'll be good. I think, I mean, obviously this guy, Joe Barry, the uh, defeated, Joe has Joe already Barry. talked about him and said how he's looking forward to getting him back. And actually this week, past couple of days, uh, something came out that D Hall was already uh, cleared for running, so he's he's already running. He's he's clear for running from when you assaulted him in the airport <laughs> on his scooter, man. Because I can be faster than his scooter. Dude, John John told me something interesting a few weeks ago. He said he was looking at some. This wasn't on the podcast, was it? Where hmm. you said you were looking at some report, some statistics that said that David Emerson was the worst cornerback in the league. By how many it, yards he'd given up what? or something, or well, how many catches? By, by the uh, being that we're in the offense, we or uh, we're in the off season. It's you know we we kind of string the podcast out a little bit here at Harry Hog Football, and I'm not quite sure if we mentioned this last time, but yeah, yeah, it was a report in the Washington Post that said David Amerson was one of was the worst cornerback and I, I don't even remember the situations i'll have to look it up but it was some weird I, ranking system or something it was a weird ranking system but it looked like there seems to be a general consensus that he really sucked last year i didn't think he was that bad i didn't think he was terrible i thought he was really bad over the last three or four games yeah but he had a couple of games where he looked like he was showing promise but when you looked at the numbers it was like wow he's but then again, it, you look at the numbers, it's like, wow, the Redskins were really, really bad all the way around. Dude, so, here's a trivia question for it's, you. It's, I don't know. I, I don't think – I definitely don't think we should give up on him. I think he's better than last year showed. Trivia question for you. Who was the guy that came in against the Eagles and made one interception to tie the team lead? And then he, got, came and then he got cut against... next week. <laughs> I think it was oh, the oh, oh, what was his name? Cause we... <sighs> it was Ducray. <laughs> douche and then we Great. cut douche why do douche oh my god guy comes in on the second play he catches he gets an interception and we cut him <laughs> do cray see that's all i have to say right there we signed a guy off the freaking street Named Douche. He came and, he and tied, the, he tied the season high for interceptions on the team. He gets a massive interception on one of his very first plays in the NFL, and we beat one of our big rivals. And what does Hazlitt do? He cut. He cuts him. And you know what that means? Hazlitt. Hazlitt. Uh, I can't wait. Oh, man. How are we going? We should probably go into a break here. And uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then come back, and we got a lot more to cover. And I don't know how done, we're doing. We're not even done talking about the coaches, are we? 
Yeah, we, we didn't talk about Rob Aiky Breaky Fart very much. All right, when what we are, get back from this break, we will. I'm talk, not worried about. We will it, talk about Rob Aiky, and we yeah. need to talk about Breaky. the fatties that we signed today or yesterday because um, I have it on the intro. Yeah, and we're gonna have to. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to trim this down here. We got way too much to talk about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I think Josh is gonna play a song during the break, aren't you, Josh? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I got a little. I got a little ditty for the break today. We're going to yeah, talk to you after this really short break that has zero commercials. <laughs> <laughs> it's a commercial break with zero commercials, and we'll talk to you after it. You're listening to Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. This is Kenny Can from Canada, and you're listening to Harry Hog Football. Well, right after the Super Bowl, I ran into old Tom Brady, and I asked him in his own words how he keeps winning like he does, and rather than give me the typical, you know, media response, he decided he would sing to me this song, which I recorded, and I don't sing it half as good as Tom, but I'm going to give it a shot right here. It's the reason I'm the best. I've got a unicorn hair growing out of my bear chest, and it's the reason I'm the best. That's the reason I'm the best. All right, dude. That was actually a well put together tune there. A unicorn hey, hair. Hmm? <laughs> I didn't write it, man. That's what Tom said. So, you know, I'm just. I got a unit. So that's why he's been to so many Super Bowls, a unicorn. That's what he said. He said it's like his total, his secret. You know, it's not that, 
you know, it's it's if he didn't have this unicorn hair, and I was like, well, what if somebody plucks it? And he said, well, it just grows right back. So, um, <laughs> first so it's I thought not you said like unicorn Samson. head, and I was like, unicorn what? hair, dude, unicorn hair. <laughs> Because oh, that makes so much more sense. Hey, guess what? Boston Skins just checked in. Boston Skins. What's Boston up? Skins just missed the song about Boston's unicorn own. head. <laughs> unicorn hair. Getting unicorn. Unicorn head on my bare chest. <laughs> anyway, Don't that was outstanding. My fart, not Rob. Achy breaky fart. My All right. fart smelled like roses too. <laughs> you just sounded like Cheryl Crow. <laughs> Doesn't she do those songs for the ASPCA or whatever? No, know. that's Sarah McLaughlin. Oh right, no, that's the one. Yeah, and Sarah she McLaughlin did that then... like funny one where it was like the rabid dogs, and she's like, "Ow!" Oh, and like "F it" or something like that, and she like bangs her guitar because his dogs eating her guitar. <laughs> yeah, she's the one that did the Dawson's Crack song. Oh, that's no, she's not the one because she doesn't have hairy armpits. Oh, it's what's her face with the hairy armpits that they and Boston Skins just checked out. Sean Colvin, not Sean Colvin. Dar Williams. It was uh, someone who Katie Lang. Was it that? Not Katie. Katie Lang is good. Oh, oh, Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Sinead O'Connor doesn't have any hair. She's like Brazilian, to top to bottom. Uh, <laughs> Um, what was her name? She was like Annie Lennox. I'll sit do, 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 was it Annie Lennox? And you was do ba, ba, ba. Boston Who Skins probably knows. John Wayne? Boston that song. Skins. Boston Skins. You're killing us here. Tell us who sang the Dawson's Crack theme song. Seriously, <laughs> the Dawson's Crack. Up. It was the chick with the armpit hair. I think she's Canadian. I think. <laughs> oh, your favorite Canadian? No, it is not. Selena no, 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 no. no. <laughs> no, no, it was not the insanely white nasally chick. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, I wouldn't even be able to listen to that much. It says her. that it was. I hate It was Paula Dion. Cole, dude. Paula Cole. Paula Cole with her hairy armpits. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. I don't like I've never I heard of this person. All right. <laughs> Paula Cole. You don't remember Paula Cole? <laughs> no, I, I remember the song. <laughs> Who is my armpit uh, hair? I could have sworn it was Dar Williams. All right. All right. I don't, all right. I, don't, I, don't I barely I don't remember any songs by Dar we, Williams. We're going to run out of time on Mixler if we don't stop talking about Dar Williams. Oh, uh, that's true. All right. All right. Well, let's let's move on to uh talk about um you want to do the games and kicks for the season? We really need to. We have been a uh, 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 derelict in that. Or duty. we could go one more week. No, we're doing it. And no, now we need to do it. Let's the coveted and ever elusive game yeah, ball award. That's right for the season. For the season. Go. Who wants to go first? One of you guys. Wait, wait. Game balls first, obviously. So yeah, because we had a losing season. I'm going to give mine to Alfred Morris because half the offensive line, like three-fifths of the offensive line, was terrible. We had three different running backs, and Alfred Morris still broke 1,000 yards in a new offense. 
And I thought that was the biggest thing of all. He did it in the new offense after people were just like, oh, he's just another Mike Shanahan running back. You might as well call him Mike Anderson, man, man, man. He also did it. Remember the first year they say he was only able to do it because RG3 was such a threat to run. Which is partially true. I think that is that is that definitely helped him. It was. But this but, year you couldn't argue that. But three years, thousand yards plus rushing. My my game my game ball for the year goes to Bam Bam Sir Alfred Morris. All right. I I won't waste time then. I'll give my game ball to none other than Ryan Kerrigan. Uh, I thought he was uh, solid. He was like our one defensive player that gave his all every week. His should have been in the Pro Bowl. St- his yep. motor never stopped. He yep. should have been in the Pro Bowl. He had 13 and a half sacks on the regular season. And uh, he he was just uh, – he, he just played really well all season despite how horrible we were. So Ryan Kerrigan gets my game ball. <laughs> That's a really good way to say it. All right. Hell of a year. I didn't think I was going to be giving this one until just a second ago, and I got—I think I got to give mine to Deshaun Jackson because right. almost every game he at least had a catch for fifty yards. So he was so a huge you, part of the offense. Aaron, you went from a what to a believer because you know the first person driving that Deshaun bandwagon was yours truly, and I was like, "No, he's going to suck," and I was like, "No, there are." You do not get talents like this guy, and I don't think he's a bad locker room guy. And I still don't think that. Oh, yeah, and triple quadruple X Redskins fan just said that he had the most, what was it? Most yards per catch in the NFL, so there we go. And I also want to point out that Boston Skins had a good uh, shout-out to uh, Tress Way, who I believe led the way with punt yard average, if I'm not mistaken. He was hey, nice. He was good. And he and we signed him out of nowhere. Remember when we like had another punter and then we cut him after the final preseason game and signed Tress Way, didn't we? Or am I just yes. on crack? No. Nope, okay. nope. That's what I thought. And we're hey, like, Who's I this just, Tress No Way guy? I just want to point out that in nineteen eighty eight, in the summer of nineteen eighty eight, when Ryan Kerrigan um was Ryan born. Kerrigan was born that year. Eighty seven, eighty eighty seven, eighty eight, uh were the years that I would go to the uh the theater conference that was up there in Muncie, Indiana. And, <laughs> and um, that's where Ryan Kerrigan's from. So, you know, there's a slight possibility that, you know, meeting up with one of the locals there that he could be my son. That you walk <laughs> around. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just, uh, I just want to <laughs> No, no. Um, Josh and his you, son. You never know. It could have been like one of those, one of those things kind of like Brandon Aaron, you know, like, uh, when you met up with Nanette, when I met up with Nanette that one time. <laughs> anyway, we've got a less than ten minutes left on Mixler. They give us we, a time limit we, here. We have. I'm gonna start one calling Ryan. Kerrigan. We have to give son. one more, dudes. Son, Brian Kerrigan is just son. One more, Trent Williams, Silverback, played the last two games with one arm. Mm-hmm. And if you guys remember him his first couple of years before he had like the whole, like, I can't stop smoking weed crap going on. You know, he, he'd, like, get a hangnail and be like, I'm not sure I can play. He's one of the most, the toughest sons of guns in the NFL now, and everyone knows it, and everyone respects him for it. He played two games with one arm. Mm-hmm. 
I almost gave him my game or a game ball for the year, but I, I really had to go with Bam Bam on that. But yeah, he d- definitely deserves like a shout for that as well. I agree. All right, well, let's go into it. Are you ready? It's time for this week's Kicking the Balls this Award. Yeah, right. In the words of the Waco kid, <laughs> oh, dearie, dear. Oh, dearie, dear. Aaron, go ahead, because I know you, you're going to say. Oh. <laughs> no I'm, longer starting for the Redskins. I've got a bunch I could give. Yeah, but there's one that you really, 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 really need to give. As a matter of fact, Tyler Plumbus. Now free agent Michael Ower, the blind side, if he's heels up, he could be someone we could sign to replace number 74. Tyler Palumas. Oh, my goodness, dude. <laughs> Is that who giving it to you, dude? Because I was seriously going to give mine to Tyler Palumas. Yeah, but I could give mine to someone else if you want to. <laughs> As could we all. I wouldn't even run out. I mean, I could just choose from a bunch. I mean, there's quite a few. You want me to give out two? But he was a standout among standouts for being horrible. All right, how many games did we win this year? Three, four. <laughs> I, I think we won four games. Too little for me to count. <laughs> I think I think it was. I think the 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 winning and losing total was enough that each of us can give two kicks if we want to this year. I think we all deserve two kicks. All right, go. All right, my second one then. Do we have to like take them like a draft, or do I just, <laughs> go ahead? Yes, yes, I like that. Let's do it like a fantasy football draft. What's All your, right, your, un- first... your undrafted pick? Is, right. is Tyler Columbus your first one? Yeah, he's soon taken. That that's a good one for sure. <laughs> All right, because if else you weren't going to take him, I sure as hell would take him with my number one crap draft pick. Hurry up, we're down to six minutes. All right, Josh, you you want to go? Or you want me? Oh to go? my good. My goodness, Boston uh, yeah. Skins. Jim, Jim Haslett. That's my next one, Boston Skins. Yeah. All right, I'll throw in my number one. No, Josh, he draft. has to be a player. We got too many bad dudes for you to kick the coach. We'll give him a collective kick. All right. Go for a player on that one, though. Seriously? I got to go for a player now? Uh, <laughs> EJ Biggers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. <laughs> I just love you, Jose Gums. <laughs> Isn't that the same guy? Is Jose um, Gums? Wait, did he my, make the squad? Gums or Gomez? On the team and he is Gums. not on the team anymore. Uh, my first Gums. one My first one goes to, and I feel very sad about this because the first time around, he was he was a solid player and a great mentor for a uh, uh, number 21, oh, and it goes to Ryan Clark. Yeah, that's yeah, what Boston Skins just brought up. And I was Golly. Like, oh, yeah, how could I forget? Yeah, man, because, I mean, he was solid the first time around, and we all know the thing, how he was mentoring and everything, and they cut him when they shouldn't have, but, boy, he sucked last year. All right, God, so it's my turn? Yeah. yeah. Brian Arakpo. Yeah, yeah, yep, who will no longer be a Redskins. There's no way in hell they're re-signing, re-signing him. Nope. Mm. Josh? Mm. You need Jim help? Because I can come Jim up with one. <laughs> we can help you out. <laughs> There's a bunch of them. Uh, did I mention EJ Biggers? Courtney about- Bridget Jr. 
Bacardi Rambo. Bacardi Rambo, yeah, he's eligible. I don't think Courtney Bridget Jr. is really eligible, but Bacardi Rambo is. Triple X, quadruple X Redskins fan is saying Pony Boy. Ooh. Yeah, you could give, yeah, I could see that. I'm saying Jason Hatcher. I'm not. Dude, he was closer to what I said he would be than what he said, you said he would be. How many sacks did he get? How many did I call? I called it. Five, and he didn't even play against the Cowboys the last game. All right. I said we no more than four, and he got five. <laughs> all right. We will, we're down to like four minutes here, dudes. All right. All right. Any more um, you want to throw out? No, I need to give on. one more. Perry Riley. Good one, Boston Skins. Perry Riley. Yeah. Dude is slow. He is slow. He, looks, he used to look promising, and now he doesn't. You know who mine second one is going promising to? Promising to be cut. My second one is going to Captain Kirk. Oh, for just having for just, a mental block, a mental dude, breakdown every time he getting, throws a pick. It was like, here is a gift basket of starting NFL quarterback for you. Go with it. And he went, mm-hmm. man, he, he for someone he that had so I'm much like promise Brady. before the season started. Oh, man, Captain Kirk. And, you know, I was driving that bandwagon. I'm still, I'm still keeping the keys in the back pocket for Col- oh, Colt yeah. McCoy, though. Triple quadruple Redskins fan he X. He does has not a good, have a unicorn here. Triple quad, quadruple Redskins <laughs> fan <laughs> X has a good point. I meant to bring this up. Cobra Kai bounced back this year. He was like 24 of 27 or something like that. Yeah. Cobra Kai did have a good year. That's a good point. He had a good year. We'll give him comeback player of the year for the Redskins. And our overall collective collective kick for the, what, 15th year in a row goes to none other than the owner, Daniel Snyder. Yes, sir. Daniel Snyder selling old World Cup beers for $9 or $10. World Cup beers. World Nine Cup. or ten, depending on who you talk to. Yeah, depending on you who are you talk to. You That's right. Um, oh, yeah. All right, what else? We got only a couple minutes left here, so. Uh, so you I think we need to, to put. Let's put the rest of the stuff, I guess, off to the end. And I think I think we need to spend the last couple minutes here before we uh, tune out here talking about Ed Sable. Hall of Famer, the man who created NFL Films, um, who passed away just the other day at 98. Um, his son, Steve Sable, who was also huge and will probably go into Hall of Fame as a contributor um, going forward, maybe even next year. Uh, just NFL Films. Once you hear anyone who is a football fan, a real football fan, once you hear that music... Dude, oh, I was... Yeah. Uh, I was watching Mike and Mike. Uh, it was either this morning or yesterday, and, and they were talking about uh, you know how arguably this is the best documentation of sports in the history of sports. This is what really got it going on. I mean, this is before ESPN, before any of this other stuff. And when you were a player at that point in time, if you made it onto NFL Films, you were like you were it. I mean, that was awesome. Oh yeah. And, and it did so much for the National Football League and creating awareness of players and making it personal. It was, uh, you know, and he, he was just such a great uh, contributor to the game and in that in that form. Yeah, it's it's if, if 
if you're an NFL fan, you know the work. You you know the the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field and the the orchestral music and all that stuff. And yeah, it's just it's just it's sad that he passed away. It's great that he made it into the Hall of Fame uh, before he passed away. He, he died at 98. So what a great life for him. He's you know there is no other sports league at all or or anything I can think of that compares to what he did using film and music and narrative all combined together whether whether it was a uh, 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 that Pacenda guy who was the first voiceover guy who, whether it was Harry Callis or the guy now Scott Graham who is the third person to do NFL films voiceovers all like from the Philadelphia area it's just yeah. you know you you hear the music and you just go, yeah, I love football. Anyway, on that note, we need to wrap this up. Hail to the Redskins. Yeah. If you see yep. a Cowboys fan, you know what to do. You need to just go. Go.